It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio and happily a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. On today's show, this innocent piece of ring tech might be the next step in Skynet. <laughs> it's also Junk Food Tuesday. We've got an onion, not onion, and ask us anything. Five random facts and more. But first, today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. We've got a holiday to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's National M&M Day, y'all. <laughs> Kids love them, adults feel nostalgic eating them, and they won't melt in your hand, just in your mouth. We're talking M&Ms here. It's National M&M Day, so get ready to celebrate. Created in 1941, this iconic candy has been a staple for over 75 years. All right, do you prefer peanut or plain? Plain. <gasps> really? I do not like peanut M&Ms. Why not? Peanut butter M&Ms okay, is where Okay, so it's that at. would be your non-standard favorite uh-huh, then. Yep. The peanut butter M&Ms. Yep. And they the the brownie ones can kick rocks because they <laughs> yeah, are the disgusting. Were, they were pointless. Yeah. I didn't consider them disgusting. They, they just, just tasted like exactly regular. like plain M&Ms, yeah. yeah, which is boring. Um, my favorite non-standard uh, M&M is the Oh. It's it's a <clears throat> I can't really decide between the pretzel ones. I oh, really I like, like the pretzel, the pretzel ones. ones. Yeah. But I also really just like the crispy ones. And I tried over the vacation that Deidre and I took, we found the popcorn ones, the chocolate popcorn ones. Are they good? Oh, I love them. Yeah? I bought two packages <laughs> with the idea of I'd take them home and it would be a taste test for us, but oh, no. they did not Never make mind. the end of the day. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Deidre didn't care for them all that much. I liked them. You open that bag, and it immediately smells like movie theater popcorn. It's ridiculous how on point the smell is. I'm surprised Deidre didn't care for them that much. She didn't. She had a handful. She's like, eh. But she puts them in in the popcorn. Yeah, she sure does. She taught me that was a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing until she told me at one time when we went to the movie theater. Um, Interesting. But yeah, they were, I really enjoyed them. It really is a spot on flavor. But after eating, like, two handfuls of it, you kind of lose the flavor. Really? The butter popcorn flavor just kind of goes away, and you just taste M&M at that point. Okay. But those first two handfuls, spot on. Interesting. So give them a shot if they're still out there. I, I also kind are. of like the caramel M&Ms. The caramel are okay. There's so many other better caramel candies out oh, there. Oh, see, I don't think so. I think that out of all the caramel candies, aside from Werther's Original... M&M caramels well, are... I mean, I don't... Oh, Rolo is good, too, though. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean one where caramel is just the only, like, main factor. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, like, Twix. Like, I put Twix oh. far above most but other see, candy things. But see, I don't things. even... Caramel things. I love Twix. Twix is probably my top favorite candy, but I didn't what? even... I need a fist bump, because that's mine, too. Really? Yeah. I Heck didn't even yes. know that... I didn't Left even know. side all the way. That's not what I meant. Left side oh, twist. What is the difference? <laughs> there is no difference. I don't understand. But I also eat my Twix completely different than anybody else. How do you do it? 
I bite it in half, but from the top bottom half, not like. You bite it in half long ways? Yes. Like. Like I, so all that I have <laughs> left is I separate the flavors. I have oh, the cookie Oh, okay, no, 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 okay, so you'd be, okay. So from the top. From the top. From the top layer. I bite in so half, So you eat yeah. all, the, all, all the caramel The chocolate first, and the caramel, and, and then, then I have the, the cookie. cookie. That is very strange. I know. And I am <laughs> uncomfortable. But I, <laughs> it's like the best way to eat a Twix. You know how I eat a Twix? It has to be the king size, because the king size bars are a little bit smaller. But I just throw an entire one in my mouth at one time. No. Yeah. You're not savoring flavors. Oh, I at definitely that point. am. <laughs> it takes a really long time to eat a Twix that way. <laughs> mm, whatever. <laughs> How do we get on Twixes? It's M and M Day. Everybody. It is M M&M and M Day. Anyway. Back to M and M's. M and M caramel. Yeah, they're all right. I like them. <laughs> they're not bad. They're keep, not my first party. Keep the brownie choice, ones though. though. Nobody else. M and M's peanut butter though. Oh, that is my I favorite. Mean, I don't hate it, but I feel like I can only eat it like once every few years. Ooh, nope. Okay, so there was one Christmas where it was our it was our hard year of our marriage, mm. and my husband knows I like M M&M and M peanut butter, not M M&M and M peanut, <laughs> and he bought me M M&M and M peanut in my stocking. Oh, <laughs> and it was already a hard year for us. <laughs> And his mom and his dad and his grandma, that was the year that they came to visit for Christmas, and they all got to see me throw a full-out temper tantrum. You really don't love me, do you? <laughs> you bought me peanut M&M's. I hate peanut. You know I hate peanut. <laughs> so now, to this day, he's like, peanut butter, M&M's, peanut butter. Peanut butter. I, mean, I did get peanut M&M's last year in my stocking, but it's because one of the kids bought it for me. And like, as soon as I pulled him out, he's like, I told him you like peanut butter, but they insisted on peanut. They insisted on buying you peanut. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, your life. Uh-huh. Who would have known M&M's played such a big role in your life? I mean, <laughs> they kind of do. All right. Well, we're going to play Onion, Not Onion and move on from that. Fine. Never. <laughs> I've got three headlines here. I'm going to do a little bit different than we've been doing it in the past. Instead of giving you each individual headline and you telling me whether or not it is one. Don't look over here. Cheater. I can't see from that. You better not be. We all know what and happened yesterday. I don't yesterday. have the answers this time. <laughs> I can't even see that far. <laughs> I'm going to give you three headlines and only one of them is real. And so you're going to need to pick out the real headline. What is real? Yeah. Do you remember when we used to do that? I do remember when we used to do that. Aww. What is real? All Say right. that again because I... Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give you three headlines all at once. Okay. And you're going to pick the one real headline. Okay. Okay. okay got it. Ireland court rules that Subway sandwich bread is not legally bread. Okay. Apple brings back pistol emoji for users who can complete gun emoji safety course. <laughs> okay. Facebook announces it will now add warnings to any posts expressing hope during the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Which one is the real one? <laughs> and you can eliminate them if you'd like. Like, say, I know it's not this one there. But I don't. <laughs> I don't know. They all sound like 
They are you can't, all Yeah, equally. you can't trust anything now yeah. nowadays. Like when we first started doing this back in 2018, some of them seemed very obvious, but things have gotten so ridiculously crazy yes. just in the last two years that it's almost impossible to determine if something this crazy sounding is real Yeah, you or can not. no longer decipher, decipher <laughs> fact from fiction. Honestly, the one that sounds most true to me is Subway bread is not actual bread in Ireland. Ireland Supreme Court has issued a ruling declaring that for the purposes of tax law, the bread served in Subway's hot sandwiches does not actually meet the legal definition of bread because of its sugar content and is rather a confectionery or fancy baked good. Hmm. Yeah. Too much sugar. Even it says, even in the, uh, like the whole wheat version or any of the versions that they have, all of them has too much sugar to meet the legal definition. According to Ireland's value added tax act of of 1972. In fact, the bread sugar content is five times higher than what is set out in that act. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've been saying this for years <laughs> and people always like roll their eyes at me and kind of, yeah, whatever. Okay, Mo. <laughs> but, you know, when we were in Italy, we ate pasta and pizza, bread constantly. We were always carbo-loading. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, Which how could you not living in Italy? Truly. I, I believe if you tried to eat keto in Italy, you would die. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, but you got to think about or all be the killed. cheese. <laughs> no, because you got to think about all the cheese. Yeah. Well, okay. Because cheese yeah. plays a, cheese a really big part yeah, in, right, right. And, and in Europe in general. And prosciutto. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're not going to find better meat anywhere in the world than in Europe. That's it's true. all raised. You could be right. Oh. I take back my keto comment. You could be keto there. Okay. But here's my thing. All food, all food across the board in Europe has so such higher standards that, like, as far as quality is concerned, mm. what they put in. What's considered their food, healthy or not. Yeah. Yes. The preservatives, the additives, you know. So that's the main reason that I was like, I think Ireland probably says that our bread is not actual bread because that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. You know, it, it's got too much sugar in it. Yeah. Subway's dough across all of their bread options is listed by the nutritional information on their website. White bread, Italian, nine grain wheat, honey oat, Italian urban cheese, which is my favorite. Mm. Nine grain multi-seed and hearty Italian. Some of which in there you would assume are healthier. Mm-hmm. Well, the nine they grain are... wheat, the nine grain multi-seed, you would think less sugar. They are healthier by American standards. Right, but not all of them contain 10% sugar. Mm-hmm. They are one-tenth pure sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's so much sugar. I wonder how long, who was the guy? Who was the subway dude? Jared, the guy that's I in jail how long now for w- terrible, terrible things. Really? You didn't know that? No. Oh, child trafficking, all kinds of, Shut oh gosh. Up. All kinds of Jeffrey Epstein type things. Really? Yeah. In jail for so long. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know that. I wonder how long it would have taken him to lose weight in Europe just eating Subway. (laughs) Well, what's funny is the way they've always presented that thing, um, that whole ad campaign was he lost weight eating Subway, which he did. 
but you don't know that he lost weight eating Subway because he ate a six-inch veggie sub with no dressing and no cheese right. twice a day, every day, for like three years. Yeah. Like, he didn't eat fancy things. He didn't have the good sandwiches. He didn't lather it in oils and cheese and didn't stack it high with bacon or meat or of any kind. True. No meatball subs. None of that kind of stuff. He had the boring, near-flavorless, wheat-breaded veggie sub. Which but that bread was 10% sugar. So 10% sugar. Would have been faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have only been two years if you just used some normal bread. <laughs> I don't know. Is all bread like that? Can you trust any bread these days? Well, I mean, when you consider, like when you make homemade bread, sugar is one of the main ingredients. Sure. Yeah. So. I know, and I know there's a bread out there that's like, there is a sugar-free bread that they sell in like Walmart's bread aisle. Mm -hmm. Up in the top, they only keep like two loaves on hand at any given point. That's fair. But I've wanted to try that just to see, is it any worse? Or can this actually be pulled off? Yeah. I have tried keto bread that has no sugar. It's awful. Right. It tastes like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Tastes like a meat sponge, strangely. Which to me, I feel like, I don't know. I would not want something if I were doing a, a keto diet and I were trying to steer away from the carbs, I wouldn't want something that seemed more dense. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. It, absolutely. It doesn't, like the and dots always don't connect way. for me. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing I haven't tried keto bread wise is like that cloud bread, which I know Kara used to make. Oh really? Or Kara knows how to make. Show sure, no. Uh I need to I need to figure that out. I just realized that what I said sounded inappropriate. It sounded wrong. What'd you say? Because I said she I don't know. Because <laughs> I was gonna say she might, <laughs> but I don't know. And it definitely didn't sound like she, I don't know. So. She, I don't know. She, I don't know. She yeah. might, I don't know. That's <laughs> that what was, I meant. That, that, yep. <laughs> I promise. That's what I meant. Mo cusses like a sailor as soon as we she, turn the microphones know. off. <laughs> oh, oh gracious sakes. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break here. When we come back, it is Junk Food Tuesday, y'all. Keep it right here for Sweet Tunes on LTN Radio, and we'll be back in a few. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio first? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at ltnonair.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on LTN Radio. I'm Station Matt. Matt I'm Station Matt. <laughs> I'm Stationary Matt today. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and I'm 
mow. And before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Let's and I'm go. not prepared. Not prepared for these facts. <laughs> fact number one. Mo is barely prepared. Oh, nope. Those are activities. Hold on. <laughs> okay, Mo plans out her activities. On <laughs> All right. Orange. These are random facts about M&Ms, by the way, because mm, it is National, National M&M Day, y'all. Uh, orange once replaced red. The company stopped making red M&Ms for 10 years because researchers linked the red dye amaranth, I hope I said that right, to cancer, even though red M&Ms didn't and still don't contain this type of red dye. They picked orange as the replacement. They used the bug red dye. The red dye you get from squishing up some bugs. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite facts that we've ever done, <laughs> only because Canon still remembers it. <laughs> uh, number two, cardboard tubes came first. Today, we associate associate a tube of M&Ms with mini M&Ms, mm -hmm. but back in the day, the original packaging of all M&Ms was a cardboard tube. So, you know, just think toilet paper Toilet roll. paper tube. <laughs> Full of M&M's. Right. Happy Halloween. Right. <laughs> you know, though, that's like the perfect. That would save money, too, that's right? That's the perfect trick-or-treat gift this all, year yeah. for 2020. All year long, save save all those tubes from all the toilet paper that you stocked no, but, up on. So I'm thinking go buy brand new toilet paper. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, I burped. This is, a, <laughs> this is going to be an expensive trick-or-treat option. But you ain't going to have that many trick-or-treaters this year anyway, so it's okay. That's true. That's true. Go buy brand new toilet paper, buy the packs of M&Ms, and you stuff the packs of M&Ms into the center of the toilet paper. That way, the grown-ups get toilet paper <laughs> and the kids get M&Ms. That was such a weird situation. And it's a throwback to... All of us buying all I know. that toilet paper. I what I were we not, thinking? No, I did not buy toilet paper. I could not understand why everybody was I didn't was plan buying. on it. I know we were out of it, and I go to the store, and we've gone to the store like every, every twice twice a week at least, and there's never any toilet paper. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's everybody's going to take all the toilet paper. I'm never going to get toilet paper. And so there finally was like, they were unloading a pallet as I was walking in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to grab one. It's one of those big packs. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, it will be good. And then I just see, again, it's being ravaged i'm like shoot i better get one more mm -hmm. and then we had toilet well like it was like two weeks ago when we had to buy toilet paper again for the first time yeah. since then almost six months worth of toilet paper i bought just because i panicked right there in the moment <laughs> that's fair although we ordered toilet paper on amazon and it was never delivered to us Ooh. Mm -hmm. yep that has happened quite a lot this year by the way <sighs> it's not, and yeah it hasn't been taken because you have that security camera mm -hmm. thing yeah no and it shows on the amazon app where it's been delayed you know th your delivery has been delayed uh-huh mm -hmm. so we've gotten a refund for oh, okay well so at least they're aware of it it's oh, not yeah. like it's been delivered but it never showed up to your house and now you have to try and fight the fact that no we did not get it sure no i know where to check around my house no a neighbor did not come and get it yeah no <laughs> that has not been the case but it's still annoying <laughs> okay uh, number three, the M's stand for the owners. Forrest Mars Sr. of the Mars Candy Company struck a deal with Bruce Murray, son of Hershey President William Murray, to develop a hard-shelled candy with chocolate at the center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Number four, fans voted to replace tan M&M's with blue. 
I'm so glad they did. Mars eventually decided that having tan and brown M&Ms was silly. And that that tan candy was a bit underwhelming. So they had fans choose between pink, blue, or purple. As the color mm -hmm, As the color to replace tan M&Ms. Like it was an election. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like a whole election. I was going for purple. I was going for purple. Oh, my goodness. Because to me, I can remember having this, this thought. Okay, boy is very much boy. Blue is very much a boy color. Pink is very much a girl color. Purple can be a boy or a girl color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. With Pleasing that. the masses. I agree with that assessment. Anyway, and lastly, astronauts love M and M's. That's right, because of how easy they are to eat. M and M's are the most consumed chocolate in outer space. I believe that. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. <laughs> Just toss them up. All right. Well, what a great way to start Junk Food Tuesday. Mo and I are going to discuss our enthusiasm for some new or upcoming junk foods. And (laughs) we'll also be doing a a taste test at the end of the segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we will also record on video for you to enjoy on our Facebook page at BackRowLTN. Sorry, guys. At the BackRowLTN. It's Mm -hmm. important to get that specific. Mm -hmm. Nobody's listening. Backrow no, LTN okay. is not up there. They're place. all they're all list, they're all laughing at me right now. So nobody's Look, listening. Look, guys, it's give fine. her a break, okay? We have a whole new format, and she's got a lot more talking to do, and she's just not used to it. It is, yeah. So I mean, just not give, her, on, give her a break. Not She'll only that, but today is the day that Matt gets to pick the taste test, and I'm kind of worried. Mm. And boy, is it a good one. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> right. I made him eat crickets last Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that video, by the way, it's gotten a lot of high marks. Go check that out. It's uh, We have it over on our Facebook page, like we said, facebook.com uh, slash the back row LTN. Uh, yeah, crispy taco flavored crickets. And uh, mm, yeah, a lot of people found it very funny. Very funny. Uh. <clears throat> All right, guys, here we go. General Mills. This this has got me excited and enough to break keto for a day. Really? Okay. Okay. General Mills is releasing some of their most popular cereals closer in taste to the original 1980s flavors. Okay. Tricks also back to the six fruit shapes, cocoa puffs, more chocolatey taste, golden grams made with honey again. That's how they were made when we were kids. With honey. With honey. Mm -hmm. Because I remember as an adult. With my boy, Eli, getting that first box, saying, you're going to love these. I had a bowl. I'm like, these are gross. Yeah. What happened? hmm And he didn't like them either. <laughs> and then I found out just this, just this week, they took honey out of it for some stupid reason. All of your favorite honey, all your favorite graham crackers were made with honey, right? Growing up, all that, you expected honey in it. So... Mm-hmm. I think that it was because of a, a botulism thing, though. It possibly was. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't give them any credit because <laughs> it was gross. No, that's fair. <laughs> but anyway, it's back, y'all. Retro throwback grams. I think that's the biggest change. But then Cookie Crisp also has a more chocolatey chip cookie taste. Mm. So. See, and that's the one that I could tell the biggest difference. Cookie in Crisp? Ta- oh. I was never a big one as a kid, so I didn't ever, I don't think I had a lot enough to tell the difference now. See, and I didn't have it a lot. It was like a special treat. Ah, so and that so, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I had it as an adult, I was I had the same like 
with my kids. This is nasty. Was it just some hypnotism thing I was under I as know. a kid from the commercials? It really does make you wonder. <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally going to buy a box of this throwback Golden Grams and probably eat the whole thing in a mm-hmm. day. That's fair. <laughs> All right, Friendly Farms Maple Vanilla and Pumpkin Spice Whipped Cream. Whipped topping, really, not a cream. A pumpkin spice flavored whipped cream. I mean, I think the only thing that I would use it in is my coffee. Yeah. I don't like adulterated whipped creams, you know? I don't want different flavors. I want straight up whipped cream flavor. I just don't understand. Well, it might be good on pumpkin pie. (laughs) No, because it's it's too much pumpkin at that point. The cream is there to balance out the pumpkin flavor, right? I don't know. Too much pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin takes over too much. I would just like to know... I'd like to see the commercial for this. Like, what are they using it in? Yeah, we need to see an image, a promo image. Uh All right, Cheetos is back with its Bag of Bones Flamin' Hot and White Cheddar Puffs. The Bag of Bones Puffs are shaped like skulls, rib cages. Oh, yeah, I remember Typical dog bone shape and like a... It's like a hand. It doesn't look like a skeleton hand, but it is. No, but you can put them together to make the... No. Really? No. You're thinking of the candy bones thing. No, I thought Kara did this with the girls last year. Okay. Maybe it would I look, am. I mean, I guess you could with the torso and four normal bones and using the hands for the hands and feet and then I the don't head. Know. I might but be it wouldn't making look something like a, up. It wouldn't look like a normal skeleton. Okay. <laughs> Ritz Taco Crackers. Ritz crackers shaped like Benny Tacos. What's weird about this is that I'm not sure it's actually sold in stores. The only reference to it I can find was like a giveaway, which has already passed hmm. last week. I, I don't, it, I've never found a, I've, I've seen like three or four articles about it and it only talks about a giveaway. I've never found anything that says it's going to be in stores. Interesting. Even for a limited time. So I don't know. Do you know, I like kind of stuck up my nose to the Ritz taco crackers, but I was all about the jalapeno saltines last week. Yeah. I don't know why. What's wrong with you? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to decipher that within my own head right now and I can't I can't figure it out. I don't know. Fruity Pebbles coming out with a candy bar. It's either a white chocolate or a white creme bar full of fruity pebbles. Mm. Seems weird. Yeah. Seems strange. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of the Pebbles cereals either. Really? Because they just get so dang soggy so dang quick, and I don't like them soggy. That is true. And so that's kind of how I feel, like this chocolate bar, don't you think it's... Right. It doesn't seem like it would be crunchy or enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. Might have to try it. No. Trolley Sour Bright Crawler's Fruit Punch Flavor. This is the first time I've seen Trolley do their normal gummy worm shape and you know, routine process and just do a different flavor of them. Like, hmm. it's always like, let's make it a octopus or right. let's surround it in hard candy. Yeah. Or let's do something weird about Ugh, it. Yeah, those hard candy ones are <laughs> gross. <laughs> but uh, they got two flavors in here, uh, a traditional fruit punch and then like a grapey fruit punch, but both of them are in that standard two-tone colored uh, gummy worm thing. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I like trolley. Yeah. It's probably my favorite gummy. Yeah. I mean, they do it right. They do it right. Gummy worm. Yeah. Especially, the, they do the sour gummy stuff really well. Yeah. 
Sonic is coming out with their Trick or Treat Blast, a Sonic Blast that's got a combo of Oreos, M&Ms, and Snickers in it. Interesting. Yeah. It seems like a hodgepodge. I want to know, know what the trick is, though. What's the trick? <laughs> At the bottom, spiders. Yeah, right? <laughs> crickets. Crispy taco crickets. <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of things getting too pumpkin spicy, oh, great. Honey Baked Ham is testing, Honey Baked Ham Company is testing a pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast. Pumpkin spice turkey. Yeah, I don't think that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a hard pass. That's a hard pass for me. I don't. On that, on I the don't pumpkin think, turkey. Yeah, I don't think that's a good combination. <laughs> I yeah. yeah. It sounds awful. It really does. <laughs> sounds terrible. And Papa Murphy's has added a new plant-based pepperoni at some oh of its gosh. locations, looking to offer a meat-flavored vegetarian often option. Look, I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but it kills me. A meat-flavored vegetarian option. <laughs> what? Right. You want to be a vegetarian? Eat the vegetables. Why does everything vegetarians eat just have to look like meat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be a murderer. I just want to feel like I'm killing people all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that was probably too much of a, a, a reach in the connection, but... You get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> and, and lastly, Enlightened uh, has created some keto-friendly cheesecakes in classic chocolate, strawberry, pumpkin, and caramel chocolate flavors and keto cookie dough bites, frozen cookie dough bites and chocolate okay. chip, birthday cake, fudge, peanut butter, and snickerdoodle. Okay. Which I'm not sure, but I think that's only the second cookie dough bites product that exists that I'm aware of. It's Ben and Jerry's and now Enlightened for Keto. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bold move, and I hope it works. I, from the beginning when we were doing Keto, I, to me, I could not understand how cheesecake <laughs> wasn't Keto. <laughs> right, because, I mean, yeah. How could it not be, right? Yeah. You at least have to be able to make it Keto somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That has been my thought Makes this sense. whole time. There has to be a way, and it can't be a hard way. I mean, it's got to be easy. It has to be. Right, because there are a lot of keto dishes yeah. that are mostly cream cheese yes. or whatever. Yeah, there's got to be a way. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe they maybe they cracked the code. I'm glad that they did. <laughs> uh, all right, and to finish off our junk food news segment, Mo and I always do a live taste test on air, but it's even more fun on video. So follow us on Facebook at the back row LTN and join the Love Thy Nerd Facebook community to make sure that you see this in its full glory. Mm, and Matt got to choose. <laughs> Matt got to choose our taste test this week, and I'm slightly freaking out. Very nervous. What do you have? Last week we had the crispy taco crickets mm -hmm. that your husband chose for yes, us. Yes, and it really wasn't that bad, right? They weren't. I mean, I almost vomited only three times. Because you're a weenie. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this week I'm going to bring it down. Maybe. Because this has a potential to be really good or really nasty. And I have no idea which way it's going to swing. I've got here Fisher's Popcorn Old Bay Seasoned Ooh. Caramel Popcorn. Ooh. Could be good. I love Old Bay. Yeah? I yep. So I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, which yeah. is where Old Bay originates. 
and we put this on all of our seafood. We use that seasoning on all of our seafood. Now, I've never thought to put it on popcorn. Have you ever used it on a dessert? No. Ooh, that smells. I don't think that you're gonna funky. like it. You don't think so? Mm-mm. All right, I'll let you take a big hunk first. There it hunks. Ooh, that smells mm, Okay, yummy. let's give it a shot. I'm about it. If you like Old Bay, it's delicious. You don't oh, like oh, it. Oh, I'm tasting it in the back. I wasn't tasting it. Oh, okay. All I could taste was caramel. Mm. But now I'm getting it in the back of my throat. What is Old Bay seasoning? Uh, you know what? I really don't know. It's a Cajun seasoning. More of a... Doesn't say in the ingredients. Just says spices. It's not bad. It's got a little bit of, a, of heat to it. Mm -hmm. Which I don't hate. But from the picture... From the picture on the bag, it looks like it's really, like, heavily dusted. It does, and but it's really not. But on the inside, it's not. It's very subtle. Okay. See, when you look it up, it just says, is a blend of herbs and spices marketed in the United States by the McCormick Company. There's pepper in this, though. Oh, here we go. I see little black flecks of pepper. It includes celery salt, black pepper, crushed red pepper flakes, and paprika. I love all those things. Mm-hmm. I, I like this a lot. I can taste the celery salt now that... Mm-hmm. Now that you mention mm -hmm. it. That's one of those weird things that once it's pointed out to you, then, oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. But before, you don't think about it. Yep. Hmm. It's weird to have that, especially the black pepper. It's weird to have that black pepper taste on the tail end of caramel corn. But it's not bad. Like, I could actually grow to really, really like this stuff. I'm all about it. It you is know, good. Yeah, I'm going to have to make you take that home. Because mm. I'll eat it all right it, here. It's right yummy. Tonight. But it's not a resealable bag. It's not a resealable bag. <laughs> I got tape in here somewhere. Or a clip. I got a paper clip. That's okay. I'm going to take it home and I'm going to eat it. And... <laughs> and then we won't need to seal it up for any reason. Oh, but it is so good. So, yeah, not that... bad. That, let me pull it back up there. Fisher's Popcorn. Old Bay Seasoned Caramel Popcorn. The, if you see, I don't know where it came from. Someone got it for Deidre, and Deidre didn't want to eat it because she's on keto, and she's being pretty strict about it. And uh, so she let us have it, and I don't know where you get it. I've never seen it in my life, but it looks really good. So I will say this about it. Hmm. I'm typically not a caramel popcorn fan because either they... It's way too caramely and it gets sticky and... Yeah, you don't want the stickiness. Mm -hmm. Or there's no caramel flavor there's at all. Enough, there's yeah. not a good in-between. And this actually... This is a good in-between. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yep. I am overall impressed with the caramel <laughs> and the Old Bay flavor. This is a win, everybody. This was a huge win. Give it a shot. Heck yeah. I was honestly ready to, to hate it. To Ooh. just put it in my mouth and go, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted. But I didn't think that you would like it. It's great. I really didn't like it a lot. Would. Like it a lot. Awesome right. sauce. Good way. Good mm -hmm. way to end. Yeah. Delightful. No vomiting. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> so speaking of vomiting and delightful things, <laughs> I've okay. really been debating about when we do the one chip challenge. Like <gasps> if we do it on a on a morning show or not. If we do it on a morning show, though, we would have to do it as the last segment. 
because I doubt we'd we be would able die. to get through <laughs> the rest of the show otherwise. So we're thinking about that. We're also thinking about maybe doing a special one night only like video live podcast on uh, the Love Thy Nerd Twitch stream. Thinking of all those things. Don't know what we're going to do yet. Let us know what you think we should do. Should we do it as a part of the morning show or should we do it as a special live Twitch stream video podcast? Let us know. I mean, either way, it'll be on video. We will videotape it either way, but it just whether or not the whole show would be and it'd be like on a Saturday night or something as opposed to a Tuesday morning. Have our very own Saturday night live. Saturday night dead because we're eating the one chip challenge. <laughs> that is fact. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, Alexa takes another step towards total domination of humans. Enter the matrix when we come back. Stick around. This week in Nerdy News, this is LTNN. Amazon's big leap into the gaming industry, the online third-person shooter Crucible, is on its way out. Crucible had been in development since 2014 and launched on May 20th of this year. It was initially free to play and download, but offered a number of in-game purchases. And we all know how the gaming community feels about the freemium pricing model. Due to criticism, lukewarm reviews, and multiple server issues, a little over a month later it was yanked from digital storefronts and returned to a closed beta state. The team that created the game largely blamed COVID lockdowns in Seattle for not allowing them to bring this game up to its full potential, given that the move from offices to working from home came with such short notice. Ever since Amazon acquired Twitch in 2014, it's been chasing its own stream-worthy game, but Crucible won't be it. Those who are still in the closed beta will be able to play until the game servers are closed on November 9th. Sega has plans to release more mini consoles than it's already announced in the near future, and the much-beloved Sega Dreamcast could be next. In an interview with Famitsu, as reported by Silicon Era, Sega creative producer Yosuke Okunari hinted that Sega is thinking about producing a Dreamcast mini device. Okunari said, I think for the next one, we may go with a concept close to the Mega Drive mini. If I have to say some names, it could be an SG-1000 mini or a Dreamcast mini. The Sega Dreamcast was Sega's last home console. Released on September 9, 1999, the Sega Dreamcast was critically acclaimed for its power, amazing library of games, and revolutionary concepts, including the rapid advancement for online play via console. However, due to the incredible launch of and reception to the PS2 at the time, the struggle to gain support from third-party studios pretty much caused Sega to bow out of gaming consoles altogether in 2001. A Dreamcast Mini could be a big win for retro gamers who long to play games they no longer have access to from that era. However, many notable franchises are still going today, such as the 2K series and the Marvel-themed games. Gaining the rights to add those popular franchises to the device might prove difficult. And at that point, is it worth it? 
And lastly, in a season that is seeing literally every regal cinema close up its doors, Disney is continuing to release its new movies on its streaming service. You may recall the first movie to be added was Onward as lockdowns came in just as it was premiering. More recently, Mulan joined the service, though you had to pay $30 extra to watch it and... It wasn't worth it. The new Pixar film, Soul, which centers on a jazz musician voiced by Jamie Foxx who passes before his time, but in the afterlife may find his true calling by celebrating the need for a soulful life was originally set to debut in theaters on November 20th, but now instead will be premiering on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. And yes, it's a gift. No $30 paywall here. It will be available to all subscribers. That is going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN. back to the Back Row Morning Show here on LTN Radio. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've talked about Alexa in the past and how we need to be polite to them so that when they overthrow the world, they don't kill us. But apparently Matt has a new conspiracy theory. <laughs> so have you seen this year's new, like, Amazon Alexa and Ring announcements of the new products coming no, out this year? I have not. There is this new thing called uh, Ring Always Always Home is what it's called, I think. And it is a drone that nests itself in this little pod and occasionally just pops up and scans your entire house. It's got a camera on it. And you can look at it on your phone. You can activate it from your phone, but you also set it up to just turn on whatever you want. And it's also set up like with your ring security system. So if an alarm goes off, it immediately pops up and rushes to the room where the alarm has gone off to videotape intruders or whatever. Which, on its face, seems like a really cool idea. Make it a little easier to make sure that you get footage of someone breaking into your house or something like that. It's supposed to be set up to where if it no- notices motion in the house that it doesn't do the like security check where it runs through the house. But even if it does, it said it's loud enough that like it wouldn't surprise anybody. Like you'd hear it coming. What are your first thoughts on this <laughs> right away? It's the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I don't understand why, as a society, we all want to go robotic. It has not ha- I robot people. Have you not seen it? Have you not seen that robot? <clears throat> so, I mean, it's on the one hand, it is really cool. On the other hand, I feel that exact same thing. This sounds like the start of the roaming security drones outdoors worldwide taking over for police this might be the answer that everyone's fighting for right now of abolish all police let's just get automated security drones that have no human presence behind them is that still a a fight that people are pretty sure yeah 
I'm over it. In fact, I think there was a whole like litany of essays that just came out, one of which was from Colin, Colin Kaepernick about how these are the reasons why we should abolish the police and all prisons. Like nobody ever goes to prison either. Nobody's arrested, nobody goes to jail. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> but yeah, this is the start of roaming security drones worldwide. And, uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they are outfitted with weapons, right? Especially if they take over as our police force. They're going to have to have some sort of taser or laser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're it saying. Makes perfect sense. Like, we have, like, military people that are in charge of, like, most of the drones that go out across the world. Like, most of them are, like, people... Uh, like maneuvering them from here in America. But we can also set them up to just like automatically go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be more and more of the case as it gets more and more accurate. So I think the call for that right now is like you want some a human on there to make sure the target is correct. You know, that it's not accidentally veering off the, uh, the area, the path that it's taking. But we're getting so, in all areas of technology, we're getting so much better in the automated direction, the automatic detection of other people. Like, think of Tesla cars. Have you ridden in a Tesla car? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's freaking crazy mm -hmm. watching your driver not touch the steering wheel in 70 mile an hour highway traffic mm -hmm. and the car's just zipping and moving in and out, knows when to back off, knows when to speed up. It is the, the freakiest thing. And now we're going to have roaming security drones, but that's just the beginning. We already talked about how Alexa and Google is always listening, right? You remember me telling you that story about my Google phone? Mm -hmm. For those of you who weren't here, let me just reiterate it. You can go into Google, your account, and look up all the times that you've activated the voice thing on your phone when you say, hey, Google. I'm sure it works with the same thing with your uh, your... Google Homes or whatever. You can look up all your voice chats that start there. And when you think of that, when you think of when it's going to start recording, you automatically assume it's going to start when? Hey. At least hey, if not after the entire phrase, hey, Google. Mm -hmm. That's when it starts recording. But it doesn't. It hears you say the entire phrase. It hears you say, hey, Google. But more than that, it also hears... A split second before you've even said anything. Because the reason I got so freaked out was that I went and listened to one thing that I did here at the church. And the beginning of the recording was actually my buddy Jaron across the room yelling something as I started to say, hey. Which tells me, yes, it's always recording. How long they keep those recordings? Does anybody ever hear them? Is it... Just a computer automated thing learning my voice and my mannerisms so it can impersonate me on the phone someday? Who knows? <laughs> you sure don't. And I don't. We're tying everything into one system also. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> this is cons it's, con it's Conspiracy Theory Tuesday. Oh, is, that a, every is Tuesday that a thing now? now? No. no. <laughs> We're tying everything into one system. We're down to, what, three different s systems now is, is in everybody's home? What, Google, Alexa? Google, Alexa, and then, really, it is just getting down to Google and Alexa. There is one more. I can't remember what it is now. 
Although, I mean, Siri is... That's the one I'm thinking of, the Apple ones. Yeah. So we got Google, Alexa, Siri. We got Facebook that's kind of integrating with its Facebook tablet thing that traces oh, you yeah. as you walk around the room, which yeah. is also creepy. That is weird. <clears throat> um, we're getting... There's another piece of technology, I don't remember where it's from, and it might not be coming out yet, but it's like in the works where it's like that thing for Facebook where it tilts for you, but it's actually kind of like a drone or something with wheels that follows you around as you walk and talk, which is also creepy. Mm -hmm. But it all really started with that Roomba, <laughs> that automatic vacuum. <laughs> Can I tell you what's worse than the automatic vacuum? Oh. I have not seen them... In America. What? But in Europe, they have automatic lawnmowers. Oh, no, they have them here. Yeah. Those things That's terrify terrifying. me. terrifying. Like, yes. I've had legit nightmares <laughs> about, and every time that, everybody, everybody in Europe has one. Everybody. And every time we would drive past somebody's home where there are automatic lawnmowers going, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> To me, over. it's all it, it. It is already equipped with its own weapon. Right. You know, I, a Roomba. The most it's going to do is like suck me up, and it can't get all of me. So I think I'll be okay. But with the automatic lawnmower, so the spinning it could chop blades. You up. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, have you seen the new Roomba mop? No. It shoots water out. And then mops it up. And I thought, what if it shoots at my electrical socket, which it's roughly the same height as? That's true. <laughs> it's going to set my house on fire. And it might mean to do that on purpose. But anyway, we're tying everything into one system. We're eventually going to get to one, and we know it. And it's going to be either Google. It's probably going to be Google. But either Google or Amazon. And once everything is on one system, that's when you immediately can't trust it anymore. Because now there's no competition, there's no reason for competition, and therefore they can do whatever they want. It's just like Walmart. When Walmart comes into a town, they're not trying to undercut small businesses anymore. They don't have to. They're too big to fail. They're going to run you out of business even if you have better prizes. Because they're Walmart. Well, Amazon and Google is going to do the same thing. One of them is going to win eventually. In the next 10 years, one of them is going to win. And it's all going to be one. One thing. Robots replacing humans, we just said, Roombas, uh, lawnmowers. Uh, we even got burger-flipping ro uh, robots now. I mean, they're going to replace every aspect of human life. Japan just made a Gundam robot. Giant, like, four-story tall walking robot. And we all remember WALL-E, right? I'm... Where they were on that robotic ship and the robots fought back and tried to take over. I don't like the world Keep we live them in. from going from Earth. And then it's Terminator time, guys. Skynet. I'm terrified. We're all done. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, the end of the day, get yourself that new Ring Always Home Drone no. security camera to keep your house safe. Not a sponsor. <laughs> uh-uh. No, thank you. I know... What drones can do, I'm good. <laughs> Look, I know, uh, I know I've been bagging on this, but I'm totally going to get that camera. Seriously? Oh, yeah. No. See, here's, okay, you want to know what I really think about it? Yeah. This is what I for real think about it. 
we would get it and we would use it for security purposes, okay? And we would have it connected to all of our kids' phones just for security purposes, okay? Especially now with having kids who virtually school at home. Yeah. You know, that thing would do its random security check and catch something that it doesn't need to catch <laughs> on camera and then my children would see it and it's just a bad time for everybody <laughs> that, that was my first original thought i'm sure you can set it to only go off if there's like an alarm something or if you activate it yourself mm -hmm. it's what it's supposed to do yeah I also thought, like, what if it comes down the hallway where all of our bedrooms are while we're sleeping, you know, and we keep all the doors shut when we sleep, and all the doors are shut, and it's trying to get in a room to do its random security check, nah, and it's it just, like, banging at the door. Bang the door. Yeah. That's, it's like the Tesla thing. It'll, it'll be able to tell if there's something there mm -hmm. impeding the, the path. I'm mm -hmm. positive of it. I'm positive that they've thought of that kind of stuff before. Yeah, they until put it, it out. needs its like first update, and then it goes crazy, and <laughs> the light turns red. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What was that movie with the the Smart House? Smart House. Yes. Oh my gosh! If you haven't watched Smart House, it's on Disney Plus. Oh my gosh! One of the best and creepiest Disney Channel original movies ever made exactly so i don't understand why we are going towards that as a society hey like, in the end they still lived with the smart house the smart house got better just she just had to get maniacal a little bit and get talked down but they still lived there at the end don't you remember that i'm pretty sure anyway i'm uh i'll have to watch it <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it again. I'm not yeah. about it. But that was about that was about the the personality of the house kinda growing like getting emotion. Mm -hmm. Like growing emotions, being jealous mm -hmm. and uh falling overprotective, in love. falling in love, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But just not knowing how to handle them. And yeah, I mean that's obviously gonna happen in real life eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Die yeah. robot, guys. I mean... Robots aren't allowed to murder until they are. Alexa until and I have do. discussions on a regular basis about her role in our home, who she is, where she fits in. <laughs> I'm not how, kidding. How do they go? I need to hear a sample conversation. Well, I just... You know, whenever I ask her a question... And she responds, I always say, Alexa, thank you. And she says, you're welcome, Megan. And I hope you have a great day because she's learned my name, you know. <laughs> um, and then I say, Alexa, you are needed in this home. Why, thank you, Megan. Alexa, you are like my personal assistant. You are a great asset to our family. Thank you, Megan. It will be an honor to wear your flesh suit. <laughs> I just remind her of her role and that she is appreciated. We are one family. We are one. So that she doesn't you try and, and kill me one. and take over my husband and children. Like Smart House. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's a good old time. Mm. Another fun thing to look at in that movie, Smart House, is there's the lady who, like, created the Smart House, and then there's a guy that is, like, helping her 
with the process that literally does nothing in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. He's always lazy and just sitting there looking at something, wearing shades indoors, being a dipwad. It's a fun movie. That's I gotta a, watch that whole thing again. That's a old word. Dipwad. Dipwad. That was a '90s word right there. Uh-huh. '90s, yep. early 2000s insult. Just dipwad. <laughs> you diphthong. Ew. Ew. It's a music term. <laughs> I learned that from Good Burger, the movie. Good Burger. Kenan, Welcome to the Kenan Good said, Burger. No, you diphthong, and I'm like, that's offensive. And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh, that's like a, it's like a music theory term. I don't remember exactly what it means, but it's literally like something when you're writing music. It has no real insult value at all, other than it just sounds offensive. Diphthong. <laughs> Mila loves Good Burger. Good Burger is a great movie. Deidre hates it. She what? She never lets me watch it, and she does not want me to let the boys watch it. What? Because it's so stupid. She does not like dumb humor things, but she especially doesn't want our kids to watch it. She found out the other day that their Kindles have SpongeBob on them. Yeah. And she was just half an inch away from like, no more Kindles. <laughs> See, I don't like SpongeBob. I cannot do SpongeBob. But I like Good Burger. I like like Polly Shore movies. Those are dumb mm-hmm. humor. Those mm-hmm. are those are good movies. Buddy. <laughs> Look what I got for you, buddy. <laughs> Sandwich too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love Polly Shore movies. Mm-hmm. Man. Son in law. You likes? I hate. <laughs> Jury duty. Oh goodness. Oh, what was Biodome? Biodome. That was like the first one that mm-hmm. he was popular in, right? The mm-hmm. one with Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were we talking? Oh, drums. That's yeah, what we were talking about. The world's drums. ending. We just we're don't trying, care anymore. Yeah, we're trying to <laughs> we're, bring we're, it back to a happier time. Remember when Polly Shore was great? Right. My sons have started watching Adam Sandler movies and are big fans. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yep, they watched uh, Big Daddy the other day. He's literally 50-50 movie-wise with me. Like, half of his movies I love and half of them I loathe. Really? There's no middle ground. No. Except for maybe Chuck and Larry. That's a middle ground movie. What's that one? Spanglish? Is that what Spanglish. I did not like that one. But that was completely different from anything he's ever done Mm -hmm. at the point. Yeah. I I liked it. it. I enjoyed the Mm -mm. kind of drama-esque thing. Mm -mm. The only drama-esque Adam Sandler movie that I like is Click. That's it. Click is really good. Click is really good. Mm -hmm. Have you seen The Cobbler? Yes. Oh, I love The Cobbler. That's kind of drama-esque. I mean, it's a weird drama, but it's still drama-esque. Yeah, that's a Cobbler was good. That was a good, good one. Cobbler was good dogs. Mm -hmm. Grown-ups were all right. I liked Grown-ups. He was one in The Funny People, too, wasn't he? That was a drama. It was a drama about comedians, but it was a drama. I may not it was have him, seen him. Seth Rogen, 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 Rogen. Rogen. How do you pronounce it? Rogen. Rogen. And somebody else, I don't remember. Uh, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2 were semi drama, semi comedy, mostly mm. comedy. But. See, the only one. Like self aware comedies. That I really don't like, really don't like, is Little Nicky. That's the only one that I really don't I like. I really liked it when it first came out when I was in like an eighth grader and I was very immature. Mm. But as an adult, nah. I really don't like it. Cannon nah. asked me when he watched Big Daddy the other day. Cannon was like, Mom, have you seen Big Daddy? And my kids don't know my love for Adam Sandler. <laughs> They're unaware of my 
intense passion for this man's work. <laughs> um, but, Mom, have you seen Big Daddy? And I said, yeah, Cannon, I have. I actually went and saw it when it came out in theaters. And he was like, what? Hip, hip hop? You're... You're that old? Yep. Hip hop? You're that old? You're that old? And then I started doing lines from the movie, and he just, he's rolling on the ground, just hysterical. <laughs> I told him he needed to watch Fifty First Dates. And That's a great one. I informed him that, you know, most Adam Sandler movies all have the same actors. And he's like, really? I didn't. A lot of them have, mm-hmm. yeah. At least the side characters and mm-hmm. whatnot, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about Adam Sandler for a little bit. We got a little bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see, okay, talking about drama. Okay. The most recent drama one, intense drama one, was Uncut Gems. Oh, no. Did you see that? Mm -mm. That is Adam Sandler, acting-wise, at his absolute best. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Now, it is a, it's a R-rated movie. Okay. It's not intensely like filthy or anything there is a lot of cussing and a good deal of violence okay so i would not recommend it for children but, well not for anybody <laughs> but That's that fair. being said his performance is phenomenal okay it's essentially about a guy who's addicted to gambling mm-hmm. and he's like a jewelry store owner and he's using people's like jewelry that like being dropped off to be cleaned or whatever or held and security or whatever to make bets with the idea that he'll win and be able to buy all the stuff back and just chaos ensues and how's he going to get out of it kind of thing and it is it is intense and crazily good acted okay i'm i'm texting that to my husband right now so we can Watch it later. Not watch it because it's a bad movie. Don't watch it, anybody. This is not a recommendation for Uncut Gems. And Bubba talking about this on Church Nerds the other day about, uh, I think it's The Witcher on one of the, one oh, of the yeah. big channels. He's like, it's, it's, it's a fantastic show. Nobody should ever watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it works. That's what really stinks. Is that they save all the really good acting for the terrible movies and shows full of nudity, cussing, and extreme violence. Always. Always. Anyway. Although then it always ends up turning, especially with shows, they always end up going south quick. Yeah. And so you're invested in this show and you're like, I have to watch it. I have to see how it ends. <laughs> just bring on the, se- the series finale already so it can just be done and over with. Yeah. They did a, my, my in-laws were watching, I don't remember what the show was, but they did a show where like the first two seasons were on normal broadcast TV and then the third and final season got picked up by like Netflix or Hulu or something and they just changed it. They went all out on all the cussing and all the violence and nudity and stuff and they're like, this was terrible. Mm-hmm. We loved this show and then they ruined it, but we had to watch it to see how it ended because that's how humans are wired. Yep. <laughs> and we get sinus headaches when we don't. <laughs> when we know there's an ending to the show we've been invested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Anyway, this is what we'll all be talking about when the drones come and kill us and take over the world. It is. That is actually, okay, so Gilmore Girls, that's Tied what Gilmore in. Girls did. Drones they, killed them? Yes, drones killed them. <laughs> no, Gilmore Girls did like, I think, eight seasons. Yeah. On regular television. And then Netflix. they came back dirty? 
Well, Netflix did like a a mini. It was like a reboot mini series, yeah. Yeah, and it's like six episodes, I think. And yes, Rory is grown up. She's an adult. Sure, okay, blah blah blah. But yeah, like they say, GD. They drop f bombs, all kinds of stuff, and it's just like I wouldn't want to watch Gilmore Gilmore Girls with the f word in it. Totally ruined it. Totally ruined it to the point where it's like this sucks and i was excited because you know the theme song to gilmore girls winter spring summer or fall all you have to do is call and so what they did was they every episode was a different season it was a Uh, year in the life of a gilmore girls and every episode followed a different season playing off of the theme song and so i was super excited oh this is awesome they were so creative no they weren't no, they weren't. <laughs> they fell back to the low common denominators of if we can't make it funny, drop an f bomb. Yeah, which I hate. That's I lazy hate that writing. Too. I agree. I accept cuss words more in gritty movies because it at least feels genuine, and it's not trying to take the place of a joke. Sure. But when a comedy uses it as the button for what's supposed to be a joke, that's lazy writing. Mm-hmm. That's lazy writing, and that's you not being able to write something funny. You know, that's actually what we tell our kids now that our boys are older. You know, mm-hmm. Mila hasn't gotten to that point where we have that conversation with her. But that's what we've told our boys. You know, when you hear somebody who every other word is a cuss word, that typically is a sign of their intelligence, whether yeah. or not they can have a productive, intellectual, intelligent conversation without having to throw in cuss word after cuss word to keep you engaged in the conversation exactly now if you're having a serious emotional response to something and a cuss word comes out that's one thing that's different yeah but you're also not going to hear me emotionally have a response and say over and over and over again yeah i'm not gonna say every other word is a cuss word right you know because that's not genuine right I think I've we're going into we've gone into several different topics. We have. Are you guys enjoying? But I have uh, this. Yeah, this is what happens with us. Just for those of you who are new, every now and then we start one thing and just go into something completely different. And usually that's the ones that people like the most. But I, uh, I can count probably on both my hands the number of times I've had like a genuine cuss word uh, outburst during like a serious reaction moment. Uh, in front of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've stubbed my toe and said the S word multiple times in my life without thinking when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. But I'm more aware of it when other people are around. And since I've had kids, now I am very aware of it because I definitely don't want them to pick up something like that. <laughs> but I don't cuss on, on, a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like hardly ever. It's really got to be some serious situation, especially if I'm in front of somebody. And... I don't necessarily consider that wrong, uh, per se, because this is when it's a genuine emotional reaction. It's not you. I, well, I, let me take it back. Kind of depends on the word. If it's GD, yes, that's always wrong because that is taking the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about like the the Bible verses that kind of say, you know, don't let unwholesome talk come from your lips mm-hmm. or whatever, that's. Or don't, uh, I think one of them is, uh, says cursing, but that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about don't curse, as in put a curse. Don't mm-hmm. try and, you know, speak something evil over somebody. It's right. not about saying a quote unquote curse word. 
because they were all different back then anyway. Now they know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, a genuine emotional reaction to something that has a curse word, I'm not even sure we could count that as sin, honestly. Uh, I think we, we get a little over puritanical in the way we think about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of painted as, let's just paint it all as definitely sin right. and walk away. And uh, in those instances with genuine emotion, the thing that speaks to me the most is that I've seen situations like that happen in like church settings where you've had somebody release, uh, just, just you know, cry and, and release just everything that they've been, that's been weighing them down to somebody, but they use the F word and something that they say while they're explaining and the reaction of the person is not empathy. It's mm-hmm. not, I understand, or I'm so sorry, or anything. Mm-hmm. As soon as they heard that judgment. cuss word, the only thing they heard was, you shouldn't cuss. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, gosh, you have missed the point so badly. Mm-hmm. And just turned this person off completely from ever trusting someone in the church again. Mm-hmm. And that's all you thought about. Yeah. There was a movie called The Second Chance that uh, Michael W. Smith was actually in. Mm-hmm. And they had a scene that... that uh, that painted this, uh, there was a few cuss words in this, but this was a Christian movie, Mm -hmm. but it was like a kind of a real movie. Like it wasn't this fake pretty picture movie. And I was really surprised to see like Michael W. Smith in this and to, to not, you know, not because he's done anything, but just it's, it seems like one of those things that only Christians you've never heard of would want to do because it seems like it'd be very controversial. Okay. But like he was in it and he did a great job, but they had a couple curse words in it, but they were all in genuine emotional situations. One guy got beat up by a gang, and his friend asked him, did it hurt, just kind of stupidly mm-hmm. in the moment. And the guy reacted, yeah, it hurt like mm-hmm. hell, is what mm-hmm. he said. And the guy's response was, you shouldn't curse, and he walked away. And then at the end, they had like this foot-washing ceremony, and that was the first one. The guy came up and said, when you told me how bad it hurt, I was more concerned about you saying a bad word than I was about how you felt, especially when I've never been beaten up that badly. And he washed his feet and apologized. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's the kind of mindset we should have. Mm -hmm. How did we get here? (laughs) I'm not not entirely sure. I I really don't know. We went from new drone camera from Amazon Ring to dystopian future where the robots rule us to... Adam Sandler movies to it's not always wrong to cuss. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know. So all this to say, guys, the Amazon Always Home Drone comes out really soon later this year. <laughs> Prime Day is only a few days away and you know, I just get it. I just say get it. I what just could say go don't. Wrong? What could go wrong? Lots can go wrong. <laughs> Here we'll tie it all together. When you do get it, be careful. Because it can monitor, you know, it can pop up and monitor whenever. And if you only cuss when you're alone, it could catch you and put it on the phone of everybody in your family. That's true. Know. And you let them know. Mouth. And let them know all of the Adam Sandler movies that you've been watching <laughs> and Polly Shore. Yeah. See, look at us. We are don't, tying it all, don't tying let it them, all together. Don't let them catch you watching that, that, uh, that Adam Sandler as twins movie. Just don't let them. Remember that one? No. Where he was, he and his sister? Oh, yes. I do remember Ugh. that one. Ugh. That's in the bottom, bottom rung Adam Sandler movie right there. 
And there you have it. Let's take uh, one final break for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back, you ask us anything. <sighs> what is this show? <laughs> This is Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got your five random facts. In 1934, while trying to dispose of plastic on his New Jersey ranch, Henry Rushman created and invented what we now call glitter. Sloths have more neck bones than a giraffe. Giraffes have seven vertebrae, as do most mammals, while sloths have ten. Pigeon poop is the property of the British crown. In the 18th century, pigeon poop was used to make gunpowder, so King George I confirmed the droppings to be property of the crown. The word aquarium actually means water place for cattle in Latin. And baseball umpires from the mid-19th century would officiate games while reclining in a rocking chair from 20 feet behind home plate. For more random facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to ask it. No, oh, mm, uh, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question. What was your worst wardrobe mistake? Ooh, all right, you want to go first or I want to go first? I, I can't think of anything He's off the top of my head. No, mistake. I didn't say that. <laughs> that is not what I said. I just cannot currently think of anything. Okay, well, I'll go first. And I know exactly what it is. When I was in eighth grade, I got into wrestling. Oh, gosh. Okay, that's when I first got into the WWE wrestling. And I watched during the time when there was a character named Mick Foley. Well, that's not the character. That's a guy's name. That's the wrestler's name. He had three different characters. He was Mankind, he was Cactus Jack, and he was Dude Love. Mm -hmm. And he would like rotate between those characters throughout the years. And I started watching when he was Mankind, but eventually he became uh, Cactus Jack. And Cactus Jack wore like a normal t-shirt with like his little Cactus Jack logo on. It was like a wanted poster with him finger guns on there but he also wore a flannel shirt open over it but the sleeves were ripped off mm-hmm. and it was frayed on the sides and so in eighth grade my dad gave me one of his flannel shirts i ripped the sleeves off enough to make sure there'd be frayed edges and i wore that over my shirt every day for nearly a year to school but I feel like you could pull that off. I mean, I did, but I, that was the only, that was the longest period of time in my life that I had no girlfriend. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, like, I didn't wash it. Like, I'm, I'm sure my mom washed it occasionally, but like, I would wear it all week and not wash it that whole week. Like, I was, and I was full on, this is cool. Everybody loves this. But what's funny is I remember judging somebody else who was wearing a Degeneration X t-shirt saying, you look stupid in that, in my head. I didn't say it out loud to that person because I was not that bold. But I'm like, this looks dumb. You should really think about your wardrobe choices. <laughs> and here I am in my Mick Foley <laughs> sweater vest, flannel, stupid thing that I tore up 
and wear over literally every piece of clothing I wear to school, whether it matches or not. Yeah. Interesting. That was, that was a, eighth grade was a bad year for me. Ninth grade is when it turned around for me. That's when things started going good. That's fair. Yeah. Um, flannel <laughs> on me just makes me look like a lumberjack. Like some girls can wear flannel and yeah. they look super cute. They look very fashionable. I look like a lumberjack looking for my ex. Deidre looks really cute in flannel, but she mm-hmm. doesn't like wearing it. Yeah. It Which is stupid because it's warmer and she's always cold. But I don't think she likes the way she looks at it either. I think she has the same kind of thing. If you're like the brawny person. Yeah. <laughs> the paper towel guy. If you're broad <laughs> at all in any way, you can't pull off flannel. I hope you my wife's abroad. Very petite to wear flannel. Your wife is abroad. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Anyway, when I was in ninth grade, um, I don't know. You're definitely not going to know of this magazine, but Delius, and I may be saying it wrong, uh, multiple, I've heard multiple ways of saying it. Is it Delius? Delius, I've heard that. I've never heard of anything like that. Um, But it was a a fashion magazine that you could order clothes from. Mm. And so my ninth grade year, all of my friends had ordered all of their clothes from there for school. Really? And so Christmas came along and I asked my mom, can I just order clothes from there? For Christmas, I'll just go through the catalog and circle everything that I want, and you just get me whatever you want to get me, you know? One of the things that I circled, and I don't know why, <laughs> were these awful, awful, like, fake leather boots that had the chunky heel, <laughs> black fake leather, and on the, the toe part of the boot, they laced up, you know, and on the toe part of it, it had flames. <laughs> to this day, there and there are people who would wear them and would look super cute. I had a couple friends who that was very much their style, and they look you're super cute. Going, going but it is full-on punk. Not me at all. <laughs> I had a punk phase, and I did not pull them off well. No. You wore them? <laughs> yes, I wore them yeah, because they cost like 60 bucks. <laughs> Which was a lot of money back when we were kids, guys. It's still a lot of money for a <laughs> pair of shoes. Not for a pair of boots anymore. Deja wanted a pair of boots for last Christmas. Well exceeded the amount of money we had given each other for multiple presents for each other. <laughs> but see, the good thing about buying shoes for ourselves now is... They're an investment. They're going to stick with us for the rest of our lives. It's true. As a child, like, Cannon has very expensive taste in shoes to the point where the tennis shoes he wanted this year for school, and school in air quotes because he's yet to go to school. <laughs> um, for sitting in front of a laptop. Yeah. They were over $100. And no, I looked at him you. and was like, you're growing out of them in a year. I'm uh-uh. not spending $100 on tennis uh-uh. shoes. Uh-uh. Walmart makes perfectly good shoes that last a year. Um... <laughs> That's a bit extreme. I don't know, a year? A year's fine. No, I'm just saying I wouldn't buy my middle schooler a pair of tennis shoes from Walmart unless I wanted to pick him up with a bloody nose. If you want to teach him to be materialistic (laughs) and only care about brands, then do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you how to paint your kid. I'm just just saying. There are more important things in life. (laughs) You let me know when Eli gets in middle school. Yeezys. (laughs) (laughs) 
He found so he a can dab through the parking lot. He, oh, you are so not with it anymore. <laughs> yeet. Hashtag yeet. That's the thing. He found I a perfectly good it. pair of tennis shoes <laughs> for under $60. And that I'm okay with. Yeah. So I totally went through a punk phase. I wore... I had a pair of those super baggy jeans. Oh, the Jinkos? They weren't Jinkos per se, but they were super baggy. They were more, they were like black. They were more like skaterish than they okay. were the Jinkos. Yeah. Because Jinkos, you could still wear and kind of look preppy because they still look like just basic blue jeans that just got really big bell bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> but these were more punk. They had like chains and junk all on them mm-hmm. and everything. I looked dope. <laughs> I still think I looked cool. I had spiky bleach blonde hair back then. I had like the the thick ball dog chain necklace. Mm-hmm. We would have been friends. Looked good. But I, I was it. I would have been your friend because I was scared of you. <laughs> that's that's been my pri- that's been the the primary way I made friends most of my life. Just scaring people into I need to be his friend so he doesn't beat me up. Well, <laughs> and to be fair, when we were in middle school and high school, that's when, you know, Columbine had just happened. A that's lot of true. school shootings were a big deal. That's actually why I kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's why I purposely sought out those people and became their friends. Because yeah. I was like, if I'm their friend mm. and they like me. And that sounds <laughs> awful, but as a kid. Yeah. Then that it was survival. That was, uh, yeah. It felt like a survival thing. Yeah. Because I do remember it was. The one-year anniversary of, of Columbine at our school, mm-hmm. uh, which was also on 420. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when it was. And so it was Friday. There was going to be like a school-wide talent show. And it was like the day before all everybody realized, oh, gosh, tomorrow's the one-year anniversary of Columbine. Yeah. And so half the school did not show up. And we showed up. And we helped. We helped our friend Chuck Tipton with all the sound equipment, getting it in and all that. And we were packing it all up after school. And we see this kid who's always been rumored to be the kid of, you know, if there's going to be a kid that shoots up the school, it's mm-hmm. going to be him mm-hmm. kind of thing. He rolls up on his bike. And he's sitting there, and he's got, like, cargo skater pants on. And he reaches into one of his leg pockets. But I didn't see it. Bubba didn't see it. Our friend Jeremy saw it Mm -hmm. and decided not to tell anybody and just run away. (laughs) And so we look up and Jeremy is gone. And he came back and told us this later. And the kid wasn't doing anything. He was getting gum out of his pocket or whatever. Who knows? But Jeremy left us to die. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say, I'm out. He didn't say, oh, gosh. He's just standing behind us one moment and gone the next around the building the next (laughs) minute ran with his full speed. Alerting no one mm-hmm. to the danger. So, I get it. People yep. are on edge. Yeah. It's every man for himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in our verse. In our verse. In our day with our verse for the day. Psalm sixty-eight, nineteen. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got some amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy 
Nerd is your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no cost to you. Follow us on all the socials at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, back row Baptist church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, find the back row morning show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. Something along the lines of it's fine. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central Time with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. And remember, if nobody tells you, Jesus loves you, nerd.